Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Taylor Wilde. Welcome back to Wild On Season 5, the podcast where you get the insider's view of the weird, wild world of wrestling and witchcraft. On Wednesdays, Jordan Grace was a guest on Wild On Season 2. Since our interview a year ago, she has continued her absolutely incredible glow up. She has been Knockouts Tag Team Champion, the first ever Digital Media Champion, and the first ever Queen of the Mountain winner, where she retained the Knockouts Championship title for the second time. Just this month, she qualified for her IFBB Pro Card. She has literally dieted and trained like an absolute beast against all odds and a jam-packed professional wrestling schedule. I could not be more proud of my knockout sister. I did tease her relentlessly about being hungry. She's still kind of mad at me. What can I say? Teasing's my love language. Ladies and gentlemen, my girl, Jordan Grace. You look amazing. I've been following your like, uh, like you obviously you're fit, you're beautiful, you always have been, but you've kind of been on this like little bit of a glow up journey. You've tightened up, you've got some competitions coming up. Like, t- tell me about, tell me the things, tell me what's going on. That's what happens, I guess, when you you're off wrestling for like you know ten weeks, right? <laughs> you get bored. Before COVID happened, I was I was doing powerlifting competitions, and I just decided I wanted to do some more of them. And fortunately with, with these powerlifting competitions, you got to be in a certain weight class. So trying to, trying to get down to a specific one, because the one I'm in right now, I'm at the the lower end of it. So if I stay at the lower end of it, instead of cutting, you know, like five, seven pounds, I'll be at the lower end of like the the bigger weight class. That's not where you want to be. Yeah. That's not where you want to be. And how did you place in your other powerlifting competitions? Not that it matters. Just, I know you're a competitive person. So my 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 last one i got third place which is yes. pretty good because i hadn't competed since high school oh wow yeah it was pretty it was pretty okay and then these next couple i'm hoping to it's a new um like powerlifting league so i think i'm going to take a couple of their state records oh yeah girl yeah i looked at the re- i looked at the records online and i was like i got i can do that i got that <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so good so have you what, what's changed in terms of your training for these powerlifting competitions versus like when you were just training to wrestle and look amazing so i have like a powerlifting trainer now ah. because in powerlifting it's not just like how much you can lift it you have to learn like you know specific techniques and there's different kinds of commands in powerlifting so like for bench press you have to be able to hold the bar on your chest for one second before you press it up as opposed to, you know, just like throwing it up. So I I have, I have like a difficult time just like not bouncing it off my chest. And so I have a powerlifting coach that, you know, shows me techniques for that. And it's pretty, it's pretty intense. Like they have me like just lifting so much, pretty much every single day, especially since we're four weeks out. Right. And at the same time, I'm trying to cut weight. So I feel so not strong. <laughs> it's so hard, isn't it? It's pretty rough. I actually, but I'm at, I'm at my goal right late right now, which is kind of scary because my competition isn't for another three weeks or four weeks. So I have to just stay at this weight. <laughs> do you feel comfortable or do you feel like you could crush some serious pizza and burgers? Like you're hungry and tired. 
I'm in, a, I'm in like my, my friend group chat and I'm literally sending stuff like, I don't think I could do this. Like, <laughs> I think I'm going to die. Oh man, that, that is a big ways out. But I guess you have some wiggle room. Like if you go up a little bit, you can, you still. That's what my coach was saying. He's like, don't worry about it. Even if you, you gain some, we know now that you can cut super fast. So it won't be a big deal. And the good news is for this competition, they have the weigh-ins the night before. Oh, for that, I'll probably just gain like 10 pounds just from <laughs> eating everything. <laughs> what will you eat first? What, what what do you need in your life? Oh, my God. So I guess there's a tradition with because I joined a powerlifting team. So there's a bunch okay. of different people on it. And they said their tradition is they usually go to Longhorn Steakhouse and just like destroy. <laughs> so whatever is there, steak, mashed potatoes, macaroni and cheese, a bunch of different stuff. OK, but there's no like particular food that you like you really crave that is probably not the best for you like you're not like a chocolate girl or an ice cream or ice ice cream is definitely a big one um for like my my dessert at night i get one of those like uh those weight watchers 100 calorie fudge pops oh that yeah that's not it that's that's <laughs> that's like a palate cleanser that's some bullshit right there <laughs> like i don't want to eat it because i'm like this is just this sucks <laughs> it's almost like the taste of it is worse like you just want more <laughs> I want to switch gears because I know by talking to you and obviously you have a huge fan following during COVID, you are one of, you know, a few indie wrestlers that really, you know, you put your nose to the ground, you are grinding and you are making sure you are surviving and you are like a successful entrepreneur, only fans, Patreon, like t tell me, tell me how much work goes into that because I like if you watch TikTok videos, they're just like, you know, you just post some photos and then you're rich. And I just know that's not true. So Patreon just it really kicked off for me, honestly. Like yeah. I tell people all the time, like you get what you 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 put in and you put in what you put in and then you get out what you put in, right? Right. I put in a ton of work into Patreon. Like I do collaborations with like small businesses every few months and I send out, you know, a hundred boxes to a certain level of of patron i do giveaways so it's not just like you know the sexy photos and stuff like that it's right constant interaction i have a private snapchat and a private instagram i do like monthly like group chats with all the fans watch alongs yeah. so like pretty much wow. every day is like something but i'm honestly for me it's completely worth it i make more money from patreon than i do from wrestling wow so that's like that's that's a lot of the reasons why i re-signed with impact to be honest because you know the other companies i couldn't do my patreon anymore and i was like it's just it's too much money to to take off the table like that to be honest and i i love doing it i love being able to interact with fans like that yeah i i love doing these collaborations with this, these small businesses right now i'm doing one i don't know if you know what pro wrestling loot is no tell me and tell tell our listeners Actually, i'll show you Let me okay it's these little pro wrestling subscription boxes. Oh, cool. Like, like glam box or like those. <gasps> nice. They have like, you know, they do like, uh, what do you call those things? Like little micro brawler thing. And oh, stuff yeah. Like, that. And, like trading cards and they send them off to a ton of fans. So I actually just started a partnership with them, which is kind of like a big deal for me. That's so cool. Good for you. Yeah, thank you. At least for the past next year, I'll be sending out uh, a free box to all my patrons every That's three amazing. months. Amazing, and I could see it on your face. I just want to like disregard. There's nothing wrong with doing sexy photos, like at all. Like I think 
more. There's a sti- there's a stigma about it though. I think. Yes, there there is, but like you don't have to pose nude. You don't have to do semi implied nudity, and it's 2021. If you feel good in your skin and you feel comfortable taking photos or video like fuck everybody like there's no like there is no judgment girl you make your money like (laughs) being a woman men have like you know they're very polarized they they like beautiful women and they want to spend their money on it that's why like sex work is the oldest trade in the world and i'm not saying a patreon is anything like sex work it's the farthest thing from it but people draw that correlation i think yeah i think that and i think that's like the main issue I have because they just came out with like a, I don't know if you sell as post on Twitter. I don't know how much you get on Twitter, but I'm on it 24 seven basically. I try. <laughs> they did this, this uh, post about, you know, the top 20 Patreons yeah. and like how much money like wrestling Patreon had generated. And they estimated like, you know, it was $2 million a year. Okay. I was one, of, I was the only female wrestler on there and I was like number 10 or something. And I, I didn't even realize that that was a thing. And then, of course, guys are in the comments like, oh, Jordan Grace has a Patreon. What, is she, what does she do on there? Blah, blah, blah. You know, talking about the sexy photos and whatever. And I'm just like, I don't think I would be like as big as a contributor to Patreon if I was just doing sexy photos. I put in so much work beyond that. So sorry about that. I just <laughs> No, please. This is what this platform, this is about women and wrestling and everything that goes along with it. Like, I want to destigmatize all the bullshit. Like all these men or women can talk all the shit they want, but there's a huge community that's buying it. So uh, sorry. (laughs) Even at tapings, I'll just be like constantly recording or taking pictures and doing backstage Patreon stuff. (laughs) You're working hard. And like you said, even if you were just doing sexy photos, there's nothing fucking wrong with that. But you are, I see how, I see how hard you work. Like you're, you're, you're always fucking got your shit going. And I, and I know even though it's online and you're doing that from home, that's, I'm sure that's hours and hours a day. So kudos to you. And like, I'm learning more about OnlyFans just because this has become such a big thing during COVID. But a lot of men and women, they don't even do anything that's actually like sex related or there's, there's literally OnlyFans for just feet. Right. Right. There's, and, and you know, like fucking, there's a reason why people pay money for these like kinks, kinks because they're in demand. And if you're comfortable with it, make your money. <laughs> if you can make $50,000 off your feet, like, nothing but my respect absolutely like i can well you know toronto canada as a whole is doing much differently than the states like i haven't had a pedicure in a year i cannot wait (laughs) i i completely feel for y'all i feel it's ridiculous (laughs) i can't believe how what you guys are going through right now like at first i was like oh it's such a good idea that they're locking down and then like a year went by and i was like all right nashville's pretty wild like i feel like they just never shut down But like, I just I can't understand the tight controls in Canada. And then in America and a lot of other places, they're not doing that. But the flights aren't stopping. So we got I don't know, we got to be somewhere in the middle. Like, I don't think we're doing it completely right. And I don't think Florida did it completely right. But we got to be somewhere between Canada and Florida. Me and my husband are fully vaccinated, finally. And so we're just we didn't get COVID the entire time. But we were just like, you got to get vaccinated, right? Absolutely. Good for you guys not getting it. Because there was a, it was on a hot tear there for a minute in the wrestling community. Well, our first dose, we actually did drive like two hours away. 
And then by the time we got our second dose, they were just like, yeah, just roll it out. Just just free vaccines for everyone. You know, like I think California did like a a vaccine lottery where if you did got your vaccination, you were entered into some kind of like big lottery. There's another state giving out free joints. Like amazing. (laughs) Is a recreation like are dispensaries legal where you're living? Not where I'm living. Okay. Unfortunately. Bummer. So we're doing that right, at least. I'll give Canada credit there. <laughs> Y'all are doing that 100% correctly. <laughs> so let's talk about wrestling romance. How, how did you state your husband's name and how did you meet him? His name is Jonathan Gresham. He works for Ring of Honor. And I met him at a wrestling show, of course. <laughs> how long into your career were you when you met him? Oh, my God. So I've been wrestling since I was like 14. Oh, my God. I was probably, I was probably already like five years in. Wait, when we met. (laughs) Okay, so 14. How did you get into the business at 14? My, this is a big time of like MySpace. Okay. Yeah, so my mom actually was doing online dating and she (laughs) met someone on MySpace who was a professional wrestler and they ended up getting married and the whole, you know, shebang. And I started actually like going to wrestling training with him. I'd watched wrestling since I was like, you know, a little kid. Yeah. But when she started dating him, I was like, what the heck? Like, this is like, he's not on WWE, but there's like other wrestling outside of WWE. Yeah. That was my first, you know, exposure to that. And then I started going to wrestling training with him. And it just kind of like took off from there. It became my entire life. Like, <laughs> and that's such an impressionable age, 14. Like, I remember, like, I got really heavy into like metal and punk, and that pretty much shaped me for the rest of my life. That's like a really important age. So, you were probably full on in wrestling at that point, then. That's and wrestling was just like, that's, that's my only personality trait now. I've never- <laughs> Now, have you, so you started training at 14, obviously you got into the indies not far after that. I Did you, have you worked any shit Samaritan part-time jobs in your life as well? Yes, I had, I got my personal training certification when I was 18 and I was doing personal training for a few years, but I have not worked like a regular job yeah. in the past five years, probably. Okay. I actually do online court transcription work so I just do that I've been doing it since before you know I made a living full-time from wrestling and I still do it just because I love it and I could do it anytime I did it when I traveled to Japan to Australia I just I I love doing it so I'll probably never stop doing that you're just so clever I give you tons of credit like you made this Patreon work and this court like you've chosen jobs that you can be a wrestler and you're always financially stable that's amazing Yes, I've, I've, I've lucked into it. I've, I mean, I no bullshit. You work hard. <laughs> no luck. <laughs> Sorry, continue what you're saying. <laughs> but yeah, it's just that's that's one of the jobs that I'll I'll never quit. Even if I get, you know, if I, if I make a million dollars a year from wrestling, I'll, I'll still never stop transcribing. I just love it. Do you get any juicy like court details? Or are they pretty like that's why I love it. I love to watch like Law and Order, CSI, stuff like that. And it's it's like that. Like I've typed murder cases and I'm like, man, this is, this is some, this is some good shit. This is some good stuff right here. Oh my God. If there wasn't any like legal ramifications, I'd be like, girl, do you want to do a weekly podcast about your transcriptions? Because. Oh my God. It's, it's everything. Cause I have to sign like, you know, the NDA and everything. It's everything I have not to tell everybody. I'm like, look at this case. <laughs> I, can't, I can't, I can't, I have to keep my mouth shut, but it's very difficult. And I type like a lot of like family law stuff. So. Oh, okay. The divorce stuff and all the 
the, I'm the drama that goes into that. I'm just like, geez, man, it's crazy. I'm like you. Law and Order is absolutely my favorite show. Any crime, I don't want to say it's terrible to say, but like serial killers, <laughs> rape. I love crime. Like I, I fucking love crime. <laughs> Do you listen to any like? Are you a podcast person? Do you listening to any crime podcasts? No, I don't, and okay. I wish I did. John constantly has on the Jim Cornette podcast one of my least favorite people, <laughs> and <laughs> so that's. I just overhear that, and that's that's the only podcast I listen to right now. <laughs> my favorite murder is two women who've been at the podcast game for about five years. They like had humble beginnings, but they're like us. They just they love crime, and that's what their podcast. They're like detectives now, right? <laughs> Pretty much. They I think they've helped. Like I don't know if they've helped solve cases, but they've added like they've reopened cases. I think they've added interest to the. It's I'd be so pissed off if I was a murderer and like I got away with it. And then like 10 years later, some two women just like the case. I'm just like, what the heck? Two alt rock girls that couldn't make it in the world. One was addicted to meth. One was like a failed actress. Yeah, I'd be I'd be like, fuck this. (laughs) So 14, it's such a young age. What did you what were your loves before wrestling? Like, were you into dance or did you love music or? I kind of just like dabbled in pretty much every sport. Like I did a little bit of soccer. I did track. I did cheerleading. And then finally I found wrestling. And I was like, I love to beat people up. Like this is, <laughs> this is awesome. And also it helped that I was, I was really young. I couldn't get a job yet. And wrestling, even though it was like paying very little at the time, yes. it was still giving me something. Right. So I got very fortunate when I was 14 and making, you know, a hundred dollars a weekend over the course of three shows. And I was like, I'm rich. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so just get back to the court cases for one second. So you do a lot of family law. What is the craziest thing that two people have fought over? Like I've heard people like two parents that are either in the process of divorce over their children. They've gone to court over like a fucking haircut. What's the craziest thing? The area that the court is in that I type cases for is a very rich area. And so I know, like, obviously, people who are getting divorced fight about money all the time. But I typed a court case very recently where the man was making um, about $300,000 a month. What? (laughs) A month. And so he was like, you know, millionaire, billionaire, whatever. And I just remember, like, pausing the case and I was like, they're just, they're literally fighting over this, the wife who wanted a hundred thousand dollars a month in alimony. And like, that just blew my mind. Like it wasn't petty or anything like that, but I was just like, this is, they're in a completely different universe. Yes. Anyone I've ever been in contact with. Yeah. That kind of money we can't even understand. Like that, that doesn't make any sense to me. When you were going to say 300,000 a year, I was like, nice. <laughs> like a month. A month. And like, uh, the people have to submit their their financial statements of like you know how much money they spend a month and they just try to like jack it up as much as they can so they can be like look these are all my expenses i spend two hundred fifty thousand dollars a month and i make three hundred thousand so how can i possibly give her any money <laughs> like that's so crazy but that is that is what happens in divorce and separation like well, I'm, I'm, it's I'm like my, it's like my wildest imagination <laughs> No, I wouldn't be mad if I had it, but if that's what happens, no, thank you. <laughs> so being in the business as long as I have and having done, I don't know how many wrestling interviews, 
you know yourself, you get asked the same 10 questions on a Rolodex. Is there anything you've ever wanted to talk about that you don't feel the fans know about you that you want them to know that you can't get across via Twitter or Instagram? And if you don't, that's totally cool. I just kind of wonder, like, what what would you like the fans to know that they don't know that no one's going to ask you about? Well, honestly, I do love like we've we've already touched on a lot of things that I that I already love to talk about, which is powerlifting and my transcription work, which is like <laughs> so boring to most people. Like no one ever wants to talk about that. But I could talk about that for the next hour. <laughs> those are honestly the two things that I just I like to talk about the most. So like I could talk about, you know, uh, who my dream matches anytime, right? Uh, of course. <laughs> That's like 99% of podcasts is like it's your dream match. Who do you want to face from AEW? Who do you want to face from, you know, WWE? All those those questions. Yeah. And selfishly, I'm so glad that you've re-signed with Impact Wrestling. I think you add so much to the knockouts division. And I'm really excited to uh, hopefully work together. Oh, we're... 100 like, <laughs> percent it's just a, it's just a matter of time exactly probably restless next set tapings who knows totally <laughs> okay well this has been really fun and i do want to have you back next season and we will just talk well we're, we're gonna we're gonna do 10 tailor-made questions that okay. uh it's like a speed round game. no <laughs> well, we ha- we've talked for like a half an hour but if you want to keep going i got time <laughs> name one beauty product you cannot live without uh, eyeliner. Your eyeliner looks fabulous. What is your favorite exercise? Um, bench press. <laughs> and how much? What is your max bench? But not like your one, like not your one max rep. But like, what can you rep out three times? Because to me, that's more. Um. So right now, three times probably two fifteen. Woo! My max is like two thirty five. You go, girl. <laughs> I want I will literally I want to go to like the, the world powerlifting competition like it's a big event in Sweden that you get invited to that's like my goal in powerlifting do you know what the max bench is right now for women of your weight class literally at the last tapings we were just talking about this and it's <laughs> actually it was a lady who did professional wrestling no way do we know her no, I d- I've never heard of her before. She like wrestled in Tennessee for a long time. Weird. Um, but I just like was just like this is insane. Uh, world record. I'm literally. Yeah, I want to know. Her name was Becca Swanson, and yeah, so I just literally like was on YouTube and I looked her up, and yeah, man, she just was in there just destroying girls. Like, <laughs> it's, it's that wrestling. She has. <laughs> And her bench press record is, let's see. So this is raw bench press, which is like a tested federation. And there's okay. there's obviously, you know, untested people who, you know, jack themselves up on steroids, which is awesome. But <laughs> naturally, she can, she lifted 201 pounds. 200. So you've. 601. Oh, because it's a kilos. Jesus. 600. Okay. Okay. So we got some work to do, girl. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't want you to lift that much. That's crazy. That's like benching half a car. (laughs) Okay, moving on. What is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, my God. This can be like a top three if you need to. Um, Okay, so I hate when people don't use their blinkers. Like, that happens every single day in Atlanta, Georgia. (laughs) I hate when... Oh, man. I think that's my biggest pet peeve, honestly. Like, that's my biggest one. I hate when people... uh, just like 
correct my form on my Instagram videos, oh, that's that destroys me. Like I'm just like, okay, dude. Like, <laughs> just ignore it. Just ignore it. You're so right, but it's so hard. It's like I know. Sorry, sorry. I, 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 it's very easy to say when it's not my video. But all I can say is people are watching it and they're taking the time to comment because. It, hate you or love you they're still taking the time out to watch you so just drink that haterade and you know thank you for the likes thank you for the watches what i do love about instagram though though is that you can delete comments that's my favorite thing about instagram just delete and it never happened mm -hmm. exactly. <laughs> a little blockage in your life <laughs> who is your celebrity crush uh jensen ankles have you seen supernatural Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, I got you. One of the brothers from, from that thing. And he actually lives in my hometown. He lives in Austin, Texas. Oh, no way. Yeah. So there's a little hometown loyalty there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is your favorite band or artist? So recently, it's not my favorite all time, but uh, Olivia Rodrigo, I'm yeah. obsessed with her recently. Yeah, she's So great. like right now that it's definitely her. And I also love the All-American Rejects. Nice. Okay. And do you have a secret vice like drinking a glass of wine in the shower? No, but I do love to eat in the bathtub. Like <laughs> I love to like eat dinner that. in the bathtub. That's like my favorite thing. I have one of those things that go across the bathtub. Yeah. Plate on it and everything. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> That's the most relaxing thing. It's it's amazing. And watching your show, it's perfect. <laughs> That's amazing. What wrestler has the best entrance music? It's I've always said Randy Orton, and I still think it is. I just that that song just gets stuck in your head, <laughs> and it jacks you up. It's totally whatever gets you going. But that's my favorite. That's my favorite one. <laughs> and what is your drink of choice? Doesn't have to be alcoholic. It's not my drink of choice, but I drink a ton of water, and I also like. Um, I don't know if you know what that they are. Alani energy drinks. I've heard of them. What is the hype? What is tell me? Am I am I missing something? Madison Rain is actually the one who who turned me on to them because I would drink like you know the the sugar free low carb monster energy drink energy yep. drinks all the time. Yeah. And then she showed me Alani, and I just started like buying them by the case. Oh really? I just have like literally a, a case every two weeks delivered. I'm just obsessed with them. They're just like a uh, sugar-free, low-carb, all-natural energy drink. So like oh. 10 calories a can, and they're just, they're incredible. So we we all love monsters as wrestlers. We all love caffeine, but they're not good for you. There's the And another selling point is that the person who like actually invented them is like a like a weightlifter, bodybuilder, power girl kind of thing. So she knows what she's talking about, and it's, and it's girl power. I like it. I'm going to get some of this. <laughs> Okay, I'm excited. I'm going to bring some of the taping and be like, <gasps> drink it. I guarantee you I'm going to get off the phone and I'm going to be like, wait, I'm not in Canada yet. So that might have to happen. <laughs> um, what was your most embarrassing moment in the ring? Botch, nip slip, wardrobe malfunction. Okay, so this was actually maybe within the past year. So I, I wrestled a match against Kimberly. And I'm sorry if this is like disgusting anybody, but whatever. No such thing. No disgusting. And what I did not realize was that my tampon string was hanging out the the entire match. And I think the finisher was like an overhead German suplex where it was just like dangling out. Just and so I get to the back and not even any producer came up to me, but um Ethan Page and Josh Alexander came up to me and they were like, Jordan. And I was like, what? And they told me and I was like, no one said anything. And so I went to Scott. And apparently they like went back in the truck and we're going to see if we had to refilm the entire match. 
but I guess uh, <laughs> the producer was like, no, we can just work around it somehow. Like, <sighs> cut the angles. Oh my God. That is not disgusting at all. And that's part of being a woman and being a wrestler. I think it was D. She had legit, like, period. She had started her period without knowing. And she was at the performance center, I think. And just, just, and like, but that's, that's, it's what our body does. Like, that's like, we're women. And like, how many, all, all of us, when you belly out or you do a top rope, anything, you pee. So you're, I just want the world to know we're amazing. I've almost got to the point where I started like peeing on deadlifts. So I don't know if. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's incredible the distance <laughs> that can be like fucking like projectile pee. Yes, exactly. But I've started to cut my my tampon strings off during matches. So <laughs> like cut them shorter. Thank you, stripper TikTok. <laughs> oh, that's so there's funny. a life hack, guys. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but not too short. <laughs> not too short. <laughs> okay. Last one. Finish this lyric. I get my peaches down from Georgia. Oh my god! I get my weed from California. Yeah, I think I got the lyric wrong, but like it was close enough. <laughs> See, I got off shift this morning, and I usually like write the sentence of the lyric down. But I was like, I got this. I don't need to write it down. That was like I get my weed from California. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I start shipping it. <laughs> if I could bring it across the border to tapings, I would. But I know that there would be like, even though it's legal here, it's just oh. I'm sure I pa- don't want you don't want the stress. I don't want the stress. I've done a lot of illegal things flying with marijuana, so I just... <laughs> you know what? And you're not the only Worst one. feeling in the world. Oh, yeah. When the dogs, when the dogs come, you're just like, this is it. This is, this is, this is how it ends. <laughs> but it, I always put it in my checked bags. I know they say you're not supposed uh, to do that, but I do it. I find Because I'm, I'm more okay. afraid of the dogs catching me than I Same. am of like a TSA agent opening it up. I'll just deal with that on the other side. Exactly. And what's the word? Like, okay, you'll get like probably a slap on the wrist and maybe a fine. Like, you're not going to go to jail. Yeah, but I also was reading a Reddit thread where it was like TSA agents who check their bags. They say that they usually just take the weed for themselves and like. Yeah, because all they do. because they're humans and like happy, hungry, sleepy. Nobody's OD'd from weed. Like, exactly. Come on, people. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for taking the time out to do my podcast. I really appreciated it. Of course, Taylor. Thank you so much. Bye.